Hey everybody, welcome to Cincinnati Real Producers Podcast, powered by Nextdoor Photos. I'm Patrick Braddock, owner and publisher of Cincinnati Real Producers. And I'm Daniel Ziegler, owner of Nextdoor Photos. Every week, we're getting to know Cincinnati's top realtors. Our goal is to elevate and inspire the real estate community throughout greater Cincinnati. Right. Well, today we have Tyler Mingus with Huff Realty. Tyler has been in the industry since 2007. With a company of almost 600 agents, Tyler has been recognized as the top agent at Huff Realty for six years running. He's also in the top 0.01% in the nation. Last year alone, his production volume was over $43 million, and he has a career production volume of over $450 million. Welcome to the show, Tyler Mingus. Thanks, guys. Dang, good morning, Tyler. <laughs> That's good, dude. Yeah, we run a sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> that is that is impressive, my friend. I um, I always have. I always. I know that we have a the set way that we want to do our podcast, but whenever somebody says they start in two thousand seven or two thousand eight, I I have to ask the question: How was the first year? I was scared to death. <laughs> so pri- prior to real estate, I played professional baseball. So baseball yeah. has been my life forever. Yeah. Since I was four years old, um, baseball, sports, my family was big into sports. My grandpa's uh, running back for the Packers. My dad played in college oh, wow. football. So it runs deep. So Jeez. competition and and I, the, I don't know if this is the right way, but winning has always been – there's no second place, sure. and that goes with anything. I don't care if you are, um, you a, know, a real estate agent, a real estate agent, <laughs> playing football, playing baseball. Yeah. Um, we used to work on a farm. If it's picking tomatoes, uh, my wow. grandpa used to run a produce stand, so it was picking soybean, um, picking half runners, picking tomatoes, picking kale. You picked more than the other guy, yeah. <laughs> and, you know. It, so it was always competition, no matter what it is. Um, if you're going to the bathroom, you can go further than the guy next to you. I mean, it, no matter what it is, you, there's just this, it's bred into the Mingus family is there's a competition here, at least with my sure. father, my grandpa and all that. Um, I feel like that breeds work ethic though, too. It literally, um, I think it has everything to do with, a lot to do with my success. Not everything. Yeah. Family, my support behind it um, has is the other part, but it's not just winning it's i want to be the best at that whatever you do yeah. and then fill in the blank um so coming out of of, of baseball 2007 um I re- my last year was with the red Sox, okay. and had a chance to go with the dodgers and i was 27 at the time my body was hurting my knees hurt i I'd had four elbow surgeries i think uh shoulder surgery three knee surgeries so i've been i'd been through the ringer wow and you know, if you go, you know, you're a free agent. I'm going to be with the, the Dodgers, another big market team. And I think, okay, I'm going to go to double A, triple A, be back and behind all these big leaguers. And in the big leagues, to get to arbitration, you need to be there at least 2.7 years. You know, now I'm going to be 30 to get a contract. How long am the contract am I going to get when I'm 30? You know, it was a quick flash, like, you know, really, is this – or should we just, you know, move on? And, yeah. and I cried like a baby. I remember where I was standing when I told the guy. Mm. I was up in Oxford getting uh, up in Oxford with my dad on a job, getting ready to go into an elevator. And I was talking to my agent. I said, I, th- I think I'm ready to 
you know, couldn't get it out, but I was like, I think I'm ready to, to, to hang them up. Like, I'm ready wow. to retire and move on. And, you know, you're lost. Yeah. What you knew your whole life. But, um, so getting in was really scared, but I didn't know any better. Yeah. Well, tell us about that decision. So baseball to real estate, what, what kind of led to that decision? So my father owns a drywall company. Um, he grew up on a farm and he was one of nine kids, very, very, very poor growing up. Um, but really if you think about all your friends who don't have much, they don't know any better. Hmm. Right. A lot of people put their boots on and they go, I'm going to change. I don't like, I don't like that being without stuff. I want, I want to work. And my dad at 18 years old, he was the oldest boy, second oldest in the family. He left, went to Marietta college, was quarterback for the football team. And he's like, I'm going to, I want to do something. I'm going to, I'm, I'm leaving the house and I'm going to go grow up. And he wow. went out there and two years he quit college and started his own drywall company. He was hmm. doing it on the side to make money. Yeah. And all of a sudden started a drywall company and he was studying, um, biochemical engineering to be in the petroleum industry holy cow <laughs> so i'm like dad we could be like oil tycoons <laughs> right. here we are in the drywall business <laughs> i mean like literally yeah my dad's a very intelligent guy and math yeah. is like super his 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 super uh subject yeah, and wow. but he's a worker and yeah. being on a farm if he doesn't work with his hands every day i think he feels not accomplished yeah sure. um, so that's I think that's entrenched into my blood too, because mm -hmm. I'm a work I'm a worker bee, and so coming out of baseball um, or playing baseball, you know, growing up, my dad would buy farms. If he saved up enough money, he would buy a farm because his family farmed, mm -hmm. so his brother uh, farmed. So I was always like, okay, well, I'm going to find the next deal. And it was in Section 147 of Cincinnati Enquirer. That was the only place you saw you saw advertising. Wow. There was no internet. Wow. So every Sunday, Section 147, I would go in there and look. I'd, I'd go out to get the paper. I'd come in, and I'd say, oh, here's a farm, and here's a farm, and here's, and they would be all over. So I would start to, not knowing, I'm 8, 10, 12 years old, not knowing that I'm educating myself, looking for deals. Right. Sure. So there would be an auction. we go to the auction. Maybe he'd buy the farm or not. So I, it kind of got into me at a young age, and then we would buy a farm, and then we would fix it up, clean it up, tear the houses down, barns, it was run down, and then it'd be a beautiful piece of property. And we just kept them. Like hmm. my dad's just, he yeah. owns, I don't know, over a thousand acres now. And just And now we're we're like land hoarders. <laughs> that's awesome. What, um, so that's kind of where it came from. And then get my dad owns a warehouse where his company runs, and he rents a little bit of it out. So I just saw, it just, you need to do what you know. Right. You right. kind of grew up around it. Yeah, so From I a can, young age, you're kind of directed on what you should be looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not really. No, I just took an interest in yeah. it. So I think it was finding the deal, winning yeah. that that mentality. And um, so after real estate, I, you know, after, after baseball, baseball yeah. I came, went to my accountant, uh, which I have his house for sale right now, my nice. accountant. Nice. And I said, you know, I want to get in real estate, but what are your thing? What, you know, where do you think I should go with this? And he said, Huff Realty. I mean, it was wow. quick, and he had a lot of big really? agents. He had some yeah. big agents, Coldwell Banker, Star One, and he says Tom Hamilton, which was my manager at the time. He just retired, and Tom Hamilton, um, he was in commercial, but he was also residential, did developments, but he partnered with Huff Realty. He left Coldwell Banker back in the day, poached a lot of agents, and mm -hmm. opened up all these Huff Realty offices, and 
and got a partnership with Huff, so he owned part of the company by opening that. Interesting. So I think my accountant saw, I think that he can, this this um, experience here, I think he can share with how to, I wasn't just going to go sell a piece of property. And I think he saw that right. I was this wild man that's not going to go do something. Sure. And he'll know what, but he, yeah. he'll, he'll guide me. And um, so that's really how I got to into real estate and then to Huff is met with him and sold my neighbors. My neighbor, the very first house I sold was my neighbor's. Um, okay. You know, we created a list and, uh, you know, I'm an agent now. And he called up and says, hey, Tyler, I, I want to list my house. And I've seen you grow up since you're, mm. you know, four years old. We've right. been your neighbor and you're a go-getter and I, w- I want you to sell mine. I know you'll do a good job. And That's he awesome. knew all the big hitters in town. Yes. And I think they crap their pants. Right. Like, yeah. This little guy, you know, who's this new guy? Uh-huh. They kind of upset the people, but he knew. And we sold it in, I think, seven days over asking price. And that was back in 07, which right. sure. Mark was, you was know, getting ready to die. Was getting, right. yeah, was getting ready to um, so I just didn't know any better. I got into it. Sure. And that was, I think, the big part of even for agents now. If you don't know anything, mm-hmm. it's probably a good thing. Yeah, sure. You learn yeah. how to work. Yeah. In, in tough times, you'll learn how to work and to mm-hmm. be successful, then get into it when it's good. Right. Especially so. through that time period. It's like you're scraping for anything at that point. But it seems to me that you've really, and we've, we've said this in previous podcasts too, like it seems like you've really fallen back on relationships, you know, and, and, and relationships in the areas that you work are pretty, pretty tight from what it sounds like, you know, like you – your your friends become family type of you know mentality as as opposed to walking by thousands of people in downtown Cincinnati or wherever you're you're at you know it's definitely a um, it's the farming feel yeah. is kind of how I built my business it's all relationships I mean sales is relationships if people like you they'll work with you yeah mm-hmm. my dad growing up on a farm and how we are between us I have three brothers. You know, we will take a bullet for you. Sure. You know, it's, it's our family. And, you know, you hear a lot that people don't have those relationships in their family. And, and it's – I feel for them because I'm lucky. My yeah. dad's one of nine. He'd do anything in the world for any of his siblings. For I mean, my grandma was the greatest woman. My my grandpa, he was awesome. He was tough. He was tough. And he raised nine kids. But for us, it was if you have – I don't need a contract in real estate. I have a handshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't have my word, if you can't trust my word, you're not in my circle. Yeah. So I'm, you know, you, you're family. If you're family, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. That's how I built my business. I don't sell anything. That's awesome. In business, I sell nothing. Yeah. I advise them. I give them all the information as if they're my mother, my son, my wife, as if I'm the trans. And they're smart enough. If they have enough info, they're smart enough to make a decision. Sure. That's literally how I've built my business. People ask me all the time, how'd you build it? Yeah. I'm just a, I will, I will go to bat for you. I'll yeah. speak up for you. I'll advise you what I think I would do. And then you're smart enough to do, Yeah. to make the decision. Yeah. I don't sell anything, mm-hmm. yeah. which I think is if you talk around, there's sales guys and they never have repeat clients. So their business is always, they got one client and they're done. One client and they're done. Yeah. Great. I, mine just keeps building because I took care of mom. Mm-hmm. Then I took care of the cousin. Then I took yeah. care of the son. Then I took care of the son's buddy. And they don't refer me as a 
a favor to me. They refer me as a favor to their friend. So yeah. you're, you're a consultant. Pretty much. You know, like, I'm not a salesman. Yeah. I'm a consultant. You get, and you don't work for the money. Yeah. You work, and then you get paid if if they make the right decision. Sure. So if they have all the info, and if you know how to dissect it and care, if you care, and I don't care what you're into, if you care, you'll be successful. Yeah. And if you're good to people, that's awesome. they will want to work with you. And that's really my business. Yeah. People go, if you want to look at it, that, that's, my that's my business. That's it. Um, and you Secret just, talks. you know, you, you have to treat them like their family. And if they're, if they're, we were talking a little bit earlier that I've only had to do it a couple of times in my career to terminate a contract. Yeah. Um, if they don't trust you or if they think they know more than you, it's, you know, we're, we're hearing this together. It's not me selling. It's not them selling. It's us selling. If we're not on the same page. Over thousands of transactions, two times I had to terminate a contract. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the best thing that ever happened. Right. I slept really good after that. <laughs> I bet. Well, and like real quick, I, I don't know if you know this. We've, we've known each other for over five years now. Is it? Seems like years. longer. First, I, think, I, know, I feel like I know. We're, You're good we're like You're brothers good and we were younger. <laughs> but the first time I met Tyler, it was, it was right when I started this business. And not many people were taking my phone calls. And Tyler's like, yeah, I'll meet with you. That's fun. That sounds like sounds like fun. Like, let's just meet. Well, he didn't know that my son was born three days prior, <laughs> and I walked in just totally zombie. Like a zombie. Yeah. He's like, did you just have a kid? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. And uh, it will wear you out. Yeah, yes. it'll wear you out. But like, he was. We had just met, and he was so excited. It was like, it was honestly like we had known each other a lifetime. Yeah. You know, and it was. You know, that, that character just kind of stuck with me, and mm. I think we've been friends ever since. Sure. So it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. When you, when you have a love for life and a love yeah. for people, and I do, and people are like, you know, you never shut up. Yeah. I truly, genuinely love people. Yeah. I love hearing their story because everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. And we get caught up in our own little riffraff and our own little chase, and it's just, you know, this – thing we call life it doesn't last forever but it is yeah. fast it's chaotic we're trying to always just keep it together yeah mm -hmm. some people make it look really easy yep. my job is to make it look really easy yeah and you 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 would hear it in other people and you hear this saying out there must be nice mm -hmm. they have no clue what they think their job yeah. and their their life is chaotic, and it is. And so is mine, and so is yours, yep. and so is yours. And you're worried about dinner tonight, and you're worried about the bills that are coming, and you're worried about the cars that's going to run. they got baseball practice. they got football practice. They've got tutoring. They've got dances. Yep. they got i got to get dinner for the kids. i got to get in bed. we got to get up tomorrow morning. All that, that's just a fraction of what we deal with. Yep. And you know what you have to do with it? Put a smile on your face. Yeah, yep. Make it look really easy. Yep. And then for me, I have to deal with, I mean, right now I think we have 21 properties under contract. Wow. So that's 21 more children uh -huh. and yep. their f kids' kids right. that I'm also raising. And here's what you got to do. Yeah, man, it's great. Yep. Because what are you going to do? Complain about it? Right. When you complain, you go down. Everyone goes down with you, and they're like, well, they can't handle it. Yeah. Mm. You just do it. Yep. Yeah. The big thing is, must be nice. You know what? It is. But you you do not want to go the route that it took to get me yeah. to get me here. Same, mm -hmm. And same with, you know, the, the big producers in this business, 
it's an absolute dumpster fire. I'm, sh- you know, if you really look at it from their shoes, oh my God, how do they do it? Yeah, you just do it. Well, I think that's I think that's the ultimate compliment. Must be nice. Thank you. Yeah. You know, because all you're seeing is the tip of the iceberg. That's it. Right. And that's all we want. That's our goal is for you just yeah. to see that tip of the iceberg. And that means we're doing something right. Yeah. So. They don't understand. Obviously, they're struggling at some – somewhere internally they're struggling. Yeah. And there's a little envy of, of your – of what they appear to be success. So they don't – I mean, I know some of the happiest people in the world. They make $35,000. They're happy, and they're happy if you are doing better. They're happy if right. you – I don't have a boat, but they're happy if you go buy a boat. Mm-hmm. Then there's the people that are – they envy that you have a boat. Like, why does he have a boat? I can't afford a boat. Mm-hmm. Those are not the people in my – In your sphere. In my business. Yeah. Um, they don't want to work with you because they feel that you may get something. I, you know, I, I yeah. step back and I analyze a lot of everyone around and you can feel their energy you can feel their their verbiage you can just see it and feel it and smell it mm-hmm. you can feel fear you can feel love i'm a really attractive people who want others to do well yeah. i want everyone in the world to do incredibly well even folks that i don't agree with True. right i can agree to disagree we were talking about a little bit ago yeah, i yeah. can agree to disagree doesn't mean you're going to change my opinion i may not change right. your opinion and it doesn't mean I hate okay. you either. Right? doesn't mean I hate you. Yeah. I'll probably take a bullet for you if you respect those. Yeah. But if you start digging and trying to bury other people and putting them down and trying mm-hmm. to bring them down because you don't feel like you're successful, that's where I step in and say, whoa. Yeah. And I, I stand up for the, that's the, awesome. the people that are, that are struggling a little bit. Right. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. So in, <clears throat> at a first glance, you were able to see that Patrick had a new baby. So that makes me curious about your family. So tell us a little bit about your family. So I have a um, wonderful, like amazing wife, um, Angie, Angela. She's awesome. Um, she is the opposite of me. Um, I'm out there. Uh, I talk to anyone. And I don't care if we go on vacation, people next to me. I'm talking to them. Just, I just think it's good to interact. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson said something the other day, and he says, in life, you know, you're so busy and you're busy and you're texting, you're returning emails and you're running around and we have, we just don't stop and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Open the door for them and say, hey, how's your day? Yep. We don't interact like that. I interact and I think there's a fulfillment there to interact, brighten somebody's day, hold the door, yeah. um, buy their lunch, whatever it may be. Don't let them know. Like, hey, I bought your lunch. Sure. Just do it. Just do it for you. Don't, you know, yeah. do, do it. Do it to take care of them, not uh-huh. for the self-acknowledgement, and then go post it on Facebook right. and say, oh, look what I did. Don't do that. Um, so my wife is, she's, she's, I mean, the complete opposite. She's really quiet. She doesn't like, you know, when I'm out talking to everybody. Like she, the attention? <laughs> she's the complete opposites attract. It's there. Really? Um, if two amazing kids, Ruby, who's seven, um, Ari, who's 10, um, like I couldn't be more blessed. Like if I was to yeah. like, write the book a while ago like what i would want like it's past that like i've Hmm. surpassed what i that's awesome you know i never would have thought that my business would be where it's at i never thought that i'd have two amazingly beautiful children that we get along we do super things they're they have amazing talents and they're both different but they're alike yeah um 
you know, my daughter is me and my son is my wife. But we have, of course, bits and pieces of um, of each other right. uh, in them. But, um, you know, like I said, my, I have three brothers, their wives, their kids. We all get along. My mom and dad, they're still here and they, they're fantastic. We try to travel and see each other. I talk to my dad two, three times a day. Wow. Um, we're just really, really close. Um, we don't go out. We're very, very simple. I go to work. I go home. We go to sports. We don't go out to dinner. We don't go out to parties. We're the simple, hmm. simple yeah. family. Yeah. So that's really like us in a nutshell. I care about my business. I care about my family, and take care of them. Make sure, I mean, we 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 eat in six point eight days a week. Yeah. Wow. The occasional special occasion. Just like it's. Like we should go to the local little yeah. mom pop Mexican restaurant out in Hamilton. Like we'll yeah. go there, and then we go out. And my wife's the most amazing cook in the world. People mm. ask how I'm not like 500 pounds because she's <laughs> she cooks like everything from scratch. Right. Um, we're just simple. Well, I mean, we're really simple. Awesome. It's all family for us, yeah. and that's probably what people don't understand. Is mm-hmm. I mean, all this stuff and all this business and own properties all over the place. And it's really just comes back to, to family. And, and my clients are my family. My assistant's my family. My buyer's agent, um, Lindsay's my family. And I, we're a small little team. Yeah. We do a lot of volume. Now you got some of these teams, they're 10, 15, 20 people. And I'm like, right. I'm, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. but I want high success with a lower number of people rather than me make a lot. And, and each team's built differently. So. Sure. That's pretty much, you know, me and my my family. It's it's yeah. that's yeah. pretty much what I do, and that's that's what it's all about. But, you know, he has Patrick has three three kids now, yep. it's, it's eight crazy. months and is it five and eight or five something? and seven? Five and seven, five yeah. Seven. Um, eight months. Yeah, that's tough. Welcome that's back a, to the real world, Pat. But mm. it's I think family. If I can't imagine life without family. Sure. I'd have to have some really, really close friends that would be considered my family. But family, I think, is the greatest blessing in the entire world. Pretty safe to say it's your why, I would say, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. It is absolutely my why. Um, I just couldn't imagine doing it without, you know, without them or yeah. for them. I don't do it for me. I don't have sports cars. I don't have boats. I don't have vacation yeah. homes. I just, you know, we have a lot of farm. We have dirt. We're dirt hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> well, reflecting back, you talked about how, you had interest in real estate, not knowing it at an early age. How about your kids? Is there any like, hey, I want to be like dad when I grow up or anything like that? I've touched on it. Yeah. I don't know if they've understand it yet, like yeah. what their purpose will be. You know, they're sure. they're at the discovery age. Yeah. Yeah. Of what do they want to do? Sure. Um, they're not there yet. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, yeah, you got to go show a house with me. Oh, dad, come on, <laughs> yeah. you know, they stay in the car and watch a movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm introducing them to it. I would love for them to take over the business at some point. That's awesome. I mean, if I'm going to build it, I would right. rather them take it over. Right. Uh, but somebody will get the benefit when it's time. I don't think I'll ever stop working. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's impossible. Which is from a relational business, you know, it's like it's mm-hmm. impossible to ever stop working, you know, like. There's no doubt somebody's going to call you in 20 years and be like, hey, I need you to sell my house. No. Right. You know, like, okay, I'll see you in a few. I'll come over. You and, know, like, And our family has never, ever, ever, ever stopped working until yeah. you physically cannot. Like ever, right. anyone in their whole family. Like there's no like yeah. retired and here I am on a porch. 
True. They're farmers, and that's yeah. they work. My dad's seventy-one. He has a drywall company. He farms three thousand, about three thousand acres, of of land, and he works every single day. That's awesome. A lot of it he don't get paid for because he's volunteer for his brothers and sisters, and mm. we're tearing down houses, putting drain tile in. It's physical work. Whether it's my house, my brother's house, we're always doing something. We're just this lady years ago. She's an appraiser, and she says, "You guys are a bunch of worker bees," <laughs> and it really stuck. That I don't think I'll ever quit working. I made just stop getting paid yeah for for the work that's true right <laughs> it's is what i think you know kind of what's going to happen well i'm curious going back to your baseball career mm-hmm. and making that transition what do you think um that experience your experience mm-hmm. in baseball has brought or just being a professional baseball player how has that affected or impacted your your success as a real estate agent it's very very much related um being competitive but baseball, you're going to fail a lot. If you fail seven, if you're if you're a hitter, if you fail as a pitcher, you're not. It's not mm-hmm. as a hitter, so I could understand. Right. Um, if you fail seven out of ten times, you can be a hall of famer. Mm. Um, so you you learn how to learn from a failure. It's not a failure because anything you do and you fail at, you learn. Right. Yeah. And if you don't learn, then you didn't you didn't understand the whole point of failing. Um, so I think that that's a big thing is understanding it's okay to not succeed at you know and i describe it to when i talk to agents is if your cousin lists our house with somebody else is it their fault it's my fault i yeah. i didn't do something right mm-hmm. because they thought well i cannot use tyler yeah. and i can use this person and i'm still going to be okay or they're better than me that's my fault right, right. i know families that break up because they list their family with somebody else. It's your fault. It's my fault if they don't list with me. Mm-hmm. Now it could be the wife's mom's an agent. But what didn't I do mm-hmm. to succeed? So I think that has helped baseball-wise, being very competitive. Like, I'm, I want to be the best I possibly can. Right. What It's not about numbers. Mm-hmm. I want to achieve my highest potential. My highest potential may be half or a quarter of what somebody else, their ability to do. Sure. If I can, you know, for me, if I can't be, I played with Albert Pujols. I played with Big Poppy. I played with Manny Ramirez. I think I was really close to that level, but I, I can't be them, but I can be as good as I can be. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, some people just have more talent, better breaks. If somebody sells a $50 million property, did I fail? Because they sold a $50 million property. That's like, right. it, it's, you know what I mean? You got to understand right. your realistic expectations there. Mm-hmm. You can prepare and you can get up and do what you can control. Sure. That's the part of baseball that's, I think, taught me a lot. I think companies go after athletes a lot because you have to work as a team. Mm-hmm. There's nine players on the field. Yep. It's not basketball where it's one innocent. There's five, but it's one. Um, they go after athletes because you have to work as a team. You have to work together. Um, you have to prepare a lot. You have a lot of failure, and you can't quit. Right. So I think it has a lot to do working as a team because you got a lender, you got a stager, you got to, you know, you got to have to be real with yourself. You got to get up and be on time. You got to work late. Mm-hmm. You got to cooperate with the other agent on the you other end of the deal. Cooperate with the other team. Yeah. yeah. So that I think plays a huge part um 
in my just because you learn you, you're not learn you don't know you're learning it becomes who you are so it matches into a lot of it yeah. adapts right into real estate it's it's the same it's the same thing sure um, it's just that's a different, actually, it's really a different game but it's the same game yeah it's yeah. fascinating to see the, the um, comparison so yeah so I, I think team sports is a big big thing for companies they literally go after a lot of athletes um makes a lot of sense yeah because well, they yeah. have to work as a team they'd be successful but i think what's what's really cool about athletes is you're born and bred in competition and that's what real estate is it's competition you know i think ultimately it's also collaboration but when it comes down to it what are you going to do you know when there's three other offers on the table like you got to fight for your client there, it's competitive it's not you got to you know, find some people kind of fizzle you know and i feel like you're to your point you know like you just keep battling through stuff yeah. you know mm-hmm. like like right now we're um many within the industry we're dealing with uh, an mls challenge right uh, a big challenge and i saw a, a message yesterday that this agent says in this collaboration that we have trying to to band together as a team and mm-hmm. stand up for what's right for us and our business and make it move forward so we can have success. And there was um, an agent in there and she put, you know, I'm just a little, I'm a little person in this. I I think small, I think detail oriented, but being on a big stage intimidates me. Mm-hmm. And I see how a lot of these agents, which she calls them big hitters, that they're not scared of anything. Um, but sh- you could see that when people get on a big stage, they f- they melt, mm-hmm. they f- panic, they freak out, they shut down. They literally have some fog in their mind, and they don't think clearly. Right. And I think when you get on a big stage, so going back to playing days, the bigger the game, the more success I had. Hmm. I think the and this could be, I'm very ADD, ADHD. I mean, that's a million miles an hour all day long. But I think for me chemically, I think I don't, I'm not a neurosurgeon or whatnot, but I think my my body, as, it, as the stage gets bigger, mm-hmm. my adrenaline pumps. Sure. And I focus more. Hmm. I shut out, you know, the first 50,000 fans. I played against the, the Reds with the Indians, and there's 47,000 fans. I don't hear them. Yeah. Wow. People go, oh, my God, wait, wait, what do you mean? How do you not hear them? You know, they're y- yeah. yelling and screaming and throwing beard. And you don't hear a word. Wow. And I think for me, chemically, I don't know if this is true. I just feel like it. my adrenaline pumps. Yeah. It gets – you get focused. I shut everything out, and I get laser focused, mm-hmm. and I can have a vision forward, and you just detail with all your prep for all these years – to have a clear path for your client or for your at bat or that's I think an advantage that some of these um, agents they 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 rise up in in pressure situations they actually get clarity from their mind they have they come up with more ideas yeah and then some they shut they they freak out they shut down they panic right and I don't think that anyone's ever like got yeah. into that. I'm sure there's a way yeah. to figure that out. But I've seen that happen. Like the better player, Manny Ramirez, probably batting 400 in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's won. Yeah, he zones in. Right. But if it's a Sunday day game at one o'clock, he probably goes over four. Mm-hmm. The bigger the stage, I think the eight, the bigger agents have something. 
that they can zone in, bear down, and like, I don't know what it is. I think it's adrenaline that focuses us mm-hmm. rather than makes us like freak out. I think that's on a the stage. I think that's the difference between an amateur and a professional. Honest to God, like I feel like professionals can compartmentalize their feelings, their emotions, and push to to produce their best. Mm. And that's why they are the best. You know, and I think there's certain people that may not be great real estate agents, and that's just the fact of life. You know, it, it is what it is. It's so. true. Yep. There was a, uh, I think it was Jim Leland, um, one of our coaches back in the day. Of course, he was in the big leagues, probably won World Series and all. And he says, you know, really the biggest, um, I think it was him that said it, and I've had a lot of really, really, really good coaches. Uh, the best coaches weren't the best players. Right. Yeah. Some of the best players just did it. They right. just They just performed. And they said, when the games get faster, the best players slow it down or just they keep it the same pace. Mm-hmm. When the game gets bigger, they just keep the same pace. They, nothing changes. Yeah. They still stay laser focused. Big deals, multiple offers, um, you know, three balls, two outs, seventh game of the World Series. There's guys that it, there's no care in the world. It's just another pitch. Yeah. Then there's the people that literally they're swinging the ball in the dirt and they're like, I don't know what to do, client, you know, and they don't get the property. They don't think, I don't even know the, how to describe it. They just can't think clear. And then they right. just fall apart. Freeze. Yeah. Like you said, it's professionals yeah. to amateur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best rise, the cream rises to the top. Well, I think that's, the, I mean, you could see that in real estate. There's people that sell one house a year, and there's people that have their full time job. This is their business. They've, they're professionals. Like, I think. I don't know. And I'm not taking away anybody who sells a house, one house a year. Um, But I think there's something to be said about the majority of the real estate being done by a small handful of agents. Yeah, Mm -hmm. They figure it out. Yeah. They don't fall apart. They figure it out. They don't go, ah, this is good. They figure it out. Right. Well, I think the last thing we kind of wanted to ask you about is advice. So Hmm. from, from an agent who has had great success like yourself, um, thinking about an agent who might be new in the business, um, <coughs> sorry, you're fine. So thinking about an agent who might be new in the business, what kind of advice would you have for, for someone like that? So I got this yesterday. I got this question. I get it pretty often, about once a month, that people reach out and sure. and I, they reach out because they want to be, they see your success yeah, they and they think, success. oh, it looks so uh-huh. easy. I want to make a whole bunch of money and it right. looks so fascinating. I see it on TV and it's great and it's just a wonderful little you know world yeah. that you live. Yeah. Um, so basically I said to her and, and I'm working with them to possibly buy a property and sell property. And she goes, I, you know, do you ever have opportunity where somebody's going to start in the business and kind of ease into it and help an agent that's mm-hmm. a bigger producer? And then in time, you maybe hold open houses or, or do stuff that you don't have time to do in the evenings or that is not the way you can't do it. Can't dip your toe. You can't dip in. You know, you don't dip into a cold, but you got to jump in. In 2007, when I started, and this is my experience, you jump in. Um, very, very good agent from Coldwell Banker reached out when I first started, and I mm-hmm. think he saw, like, he saw something. Sure. And he's like, hey, I really want you to join my team. I think you'd be a great addition. And <laughs> I remember saying, well, I was actually, and I wasn't. I was actually thinking of calling you and seeing if you would join my team. 
Really? <laughs> like, kind of a little bit of a smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> but I went, no, like, I, I'm not working for somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to pass that. Yeah. I am, I am laser focused. I'm doing this. I'm going to figure it out how to be the best. But sure. I don't, I don't want to be working for somebody because I'm going to put in way more time, effort, dedication, research, the whole, what it takes. And I don't want you to take it all. That's awesome. And it was just funny that he, he was like, fair enough. Like, I know I see it. And he says, and let's keep in touch. And, and still to this day, I won't say his name, but still to this day, he's like, I remember still trying to ask you to get my Uh, team. And I knew you were going to do good, (laughs) but it's, you have to jump in. Okay. But, you can't not work. Like the first 40, 50 hours a week pays your bills. Hmm. 40, 50 hours a week, that pays your bills. That's a job. That's your job. But if you can get to 50 to 65 hours, that pays lots and lots and lots and lots. Hmm. That's the part that the people don't understand. Yeah. Why well, someone work 30 hours and make hundreds of thousands of dollars? Right. Well, they want the flexibility. Well, if, you, if you figure that out, let me know. Um, you got to work and you got to do everything that somebody else don't want to do. So when you think, oh, that sucks, then you need to do it. Right. Whatever that is, oh, that sucks. That's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. No one else is doing it. Yeah, do the hard That's things. That's why 10% of the agents make 90% of the money. Right, yep. Because the 10% will do that thing that sucks. Whatever it takes. That yeah. thing that you got to call Patrick and tell him his house isn't selling because the pink wallpaper has to come down and the shag mm-hmm. carpet has to be. I or like we you. talked about the other day, you're not afraid to you're not afraid to help somebody who's selling a fifty thousand dollar property. You know, like you're not nope. too good for that small no. transaction as opposed to, you know, all I want to do is sell five hundred thousand dollar homes. Right. You know, it's like I built my business on helping everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've sold a ton of houses under fifty thousand dollars. Like incredible. a lot. Like Twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars. Like the commissions were more th- than the house. Yeah, the gas you know, money to get. There. Yeah, I mean, one. I actually remember one commission was one hundred eighty bucks. Yeah. Wow. Now I spent thousand dollars to make the deal. Yeah. Didn't like it's. You don't work for the money. You work for the transaction and the relationship. They have. A, they have an uncle that'll help you. They're gonna have a mother that calls you and has it. Sure. You just do the work. Mm-hmm. The money comes later. Just do the work. Don't worry about the money. Yeah. Some of them you aren't gonna get paid. A lot of work you do isn't what you get paid, but you get paid later. Yep. Yeah, it's a long game. That's and referrals so, and yeah. Yep. So expect to get no, for all new agents. Expect to make no paychecks for one year. And do not like tippy toe in. Yeah. If you're going to do it. Jump in and work and work and work and call people and follow back up. Answer your phone. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. If you do that, you're probably going to be pretty successful. Yeah. If you don't do that and you don't want to do that, do not get in the business. That's awesome. People talk about there being a low <laughs> hurdle to, to get over to get into real estate. But what you just said is a very high hurdle. It's a mountain. Not making money for an entire year. That, that's a big yeah. hurdle. Expect that. Yeah. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I got I to gotta keep my job while I get into it. Right. No. You will learn to work if you are poor. Yeah. Yep. But if you have this little lifeline that keeps paying you every week Mm -hmm. you'll never jump off and get into it that's so true you will learn to work if you are poor that's awesome being poor sucks (laughs) i was into minor leagues 
Trust me. Yep. <laughs> my first year, I made $850 a month. Oh, my god! And you pay for all your own meals, and you pay for your own apartment. Trust me. Being poor sucks. But you will figure it out. Yeah. But if you go, hey, I'll give you – you put on a – you know a, a salary with somebody or something. Well, of course you're not going to give that up. Right, right. It's it's your it's your bait. Yeah. I mean, yep. in politics, that's what the government does. Yep. Here's here's a little piece. Don't let it go. You're going to be dependent on that. Right. Be independent. Mm-hmm. Go make as much as you want. Yeah. But if you're held on by that, you're you're going. That's all you're going to be. You're you're going to have to be. Right. You're in shackles at that point. In shackles. That is so. It sucks being poor. Go be poor, and you'll never want to be poor ever, 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 ever yep. again. Um, so that's that's literally jump in. That's great. Jump in and work. And when you think that. if you advice. think it sucks, do it. If you think it sucks, then do it. Right. Work on handshake deals. Be honest. Be fair. Answer your phone and follow back and be honest. Every one of the successful agents do that. Well, there you go, everybody. Being poor sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. Said by Tyler. <laughs> and I don't want to be poor. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you for being a part of this. Um, you just you just a you just an outstanding person, man. Like I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I've really enjoyed being able to help contribute in a small small way to your success as far as marketing is concerned. And um, it's inspiring, man. Like you're a good you, dude, man. and I really appreciate you being a part of this. Feel like so. a brother to me, yeah, like for bro. real, without getting all teared up. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it relationships are huge. Um, when you reached out to this opportunity i'm absolutely i'm in yeah i'm in i'd come great. back if you guys want phase might two, have to do a follow-up yeah. dude yeah, yeah that'd be cool. I, I am all in for you probably for, will this is a challenge for me um just learning new things yeah, yeah. you know have a, i've done interview lots many interviews through sports um but this is different this is a little bit different i'm i'm willing to just challenge myself learn yeah you don't you, you never know enough uh, i could never ever 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 speak in front of people when i first started i was freaking out i'd be shaking going into appointments i can go on a stage now and talk to fifty thousand people i yeah. don't because wow. i i practiced enough yeah. you know yeah. if you can't hit a curveball you practice enough to get that curveball yeah, yeah. um Love so it. this helps me go in front of people and in, in boards last night i was on in an interview with a fraternal owner of police uh their board to against seven different agents one we know very well may play golf with him and um i I have to i have to perform right i'm competing um went very well but if i didn't i I need to learn how to do the next one and and win that so um all the stuff's fun and I'm, Celebrate I'm the in. yeses and learn from the noes. There that's is. right. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Awesome. So, but thank you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank for you. Me on. As somebody who's just met you, I'm very impressed, and uh, just by how genuine you are, and uh, and I'm very much looking forward to hear hearing how your business goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm friend to everybody. Hell so right. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Tyler. Thank yep. you, Tyler. Good deal.